From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. We are talking about television. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So we ended last week uh, with recommendations to each other, uh, and the recommendations were, were quite simply, hey, go forward and watch a television show that you have not seen before, and we will discuss it next week. Yes. So, um... I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I think I got a winner. Yeah? Good? Yep. I'm turning this into a competition right now, Joey. <laughs> You're going to uh, lose this one, too. I liked mine. I thought it was very good. Yeah? Uh, and I think mine probably has more awards than yours. <laughs> I'm guessing. Okay. I don't okay. know what yours is yet, but I'm guessing mine has more This awards. is interesting. We're kind of teasing each other. Like It's competitive teasing at this point. Yes. All so, right. you want to hear mine or you wanna, I want to hear yours? Uh, yeah. Who, who wants to go first? I, we should have established this before getting on the air. I watched West Wing. I've never seen it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, fun note, I've only ever seen like clips from the West Wing. I've never actually watched episodes of the West Wing. But from what I know of the West Wing, highly critically acclaimed. Yeah. People thought it was one of the more important shows. It had a long run too, right? Didn't it I, start like- I think, it's like- I think it's like nine seasons. I'm, I could be wrong. It's either like six or nine seasons. I yeah. Think. And it started back in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when did it, do you know when it ended or do you have <laughs> any know. other? I don't know anything about the show. I just watched, the, I like, <laughs> it's on Netflix and I watched the first episode. <laughs> oh, okay. So you only watched one episode? I only watched, I only watched one episode. All right. Well, so it was, it was like an hour. It was so, a long episode. All right. Episode. So give us the, give us the general overview. What was the West Wing about? Uh, the West Wing is about uh, politics. It's about the West Wing of the White House. Imagine um, that. What a <laughs> clever name. I know. It's, it's talking about the communications director and like, he's like kind of a jerk and and like basically there's some controversy going on and then the president isn't even introduced in this episode until the very end and like there's kind of this like this like controversy going on and in, in in the west wing like this guy said a thing and 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 he got uh he got on tv and said something about rel- he got on like a religious radio program or a television program and said something offensive and they were trying to like basically backpedal and then at the very end, like the Mr. President comes in and like it just like shoots this person. Like the the people that are like the the religious people come in and are like shame on you. And the president comes in and is just like shut up, get out, <laughs> get out of my office. So and so this sounds very familiar to another show, obviously that maybe some of our listeners have seen, which would be and I think it's widely considered to be a precursor to like uh, House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, right? House of Cards is a good show so, too. Political intrigue, the the internal politics of politics itself, yeah. right? Like all of the kind of um, uh, you know, whatever political games that yeah, go on, yeah, the mind games, the um, strategy. I so I only watched the first episode, so I don't. I I'm intrigued, and I would love to watch more. Although it's kind of overwhelming. There's a lot to watch. <laughs> so yeah. So let me ask you this. So presumably you watched the first episode, which would have been the pilot. Yeah. yeah episode, pilot. right? Yeah. So if you were because you've seen no other episodes from the show, if you were a television producer, Joey. Would you sign this show? Is there enough there yes. that you think you could make a show? Yeah, I, it has a lot going. There's like a million characters and like there's a million ways the show could go. And the end of the first episode is great because like you're kind of the whole time they're talking about Mr. President, but he's not there. And then he comes in and he's just like, like he just like drops this like, awesome bomb and he's just like, not literally, but like he like drops this like awesome <laughs> quote and he's just like, I'm the president. And it's it's really good. And it's really interesting to see like, you can see that there's a really 
con like not convoluted, but really like complicated, interesting story that could come out of this. Um, so basically, it follows. I would, I would definitely produce. So it basically follows the Wizard of Oz story arc. Talking about the wizard, talking oh, yeah, about the yeah, wizard, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's the big reveal. Yeah, you get the president at the end. Yeah, you get the president, and I think like he's obviously will be a bigger character later on. In the sh- I mean, like I'm assuming the next episode is yeah. about him and stuff. But um, yeah, uh, I re- I liked it. I thought it was good. I wouldn't say like I was blown away by it or anything. Um, well, but I do think that your decision to sign the show would have been a good one because it went <laughs> on for what nine seasons yeah, or whatever. Forever. So that's great. And everyone likes it apparently. So well, I've heard it's really good. I've, yeah. uh, I've a lot of people and like also. As a journalism major, a lot of other journalism majors are like, "You haven't seen The West Wing? Like, you got to watch The West Wing. How could you not see it?" You know what? I I don't know. We can. This is a little bit of a tangent, but like, I I never really get that so much. Like that reaction from people, like, "What do you mean you haven't seen The West? Like, what do you mean you haven't spent whatever nine seasons of X amount of episodes wasting your yeah, life exactly. watching this thing?" And it's like, well, do I really want to watch it? <laughs> you know. It's a- so we're going to get into this a little later, but like our television watching habits, because it's a big commitment. To big start, like commitment. every time you start a new show, you're like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, here and, we go. And for that reason, I've become kind of less patient with television. I'm a bad television watcher. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that Let's later. Let's get into that. But but this will be a good segue if we want uh, to talk about the show that I watched yeah. because I could not stop watching oh, you the watched, show. Did you watch so like the I watched season? the full season of my <laughs> of my show. So I have to say, um, actually, on the recommendation of yourself as well as uh, my good friend Nick, who's out there probably listening, uh, I started listening to Jonah Ray Dio. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good, good podcast. Yeah, and on a recent uh, podcast, he had these producers on, and th- they were talking about their new television show. So I thought, great, what a perfect opportunity for me to you know watch this television show, and I'll just check it out. So. The show is a 2018 show just released on Netflix called Everything Sucks. <laughs> and everything did not suck about the show. Like the show was really fun. And I watched the entire. <laughs> how, um, how many episodes? There are 10 episodes. Okay. But. Um, Hour what, long or 20 minutes? No, I got to say. So what made it really easy is that they were only like on average, like 23, 24 minute episodes. That's the best kind of TV show in my opinion. It was really good because I could just let it roll, you know, and I did. And it was, a I actually haven't done that for a long time. Um, so I watched, you know, in the course of like a sitting, it was less than whatever, three hours. So it was basically like a long movie. Uh, watch the first season season of the show. So what? Give me a give me a. Look. It's funny. I almost watched this. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. Um, Tell me about it. Well, and here's what sold me on it, because you and I have been talking about residual culture, the stuff that's left behind, the stuff that sticks with you over the years, right? This show is set, um, or a, yeah, it's set in the 1990s, okay. okay? Yeah. But it also perfectly aligns with, like, my age. So, like, the characters in 1996 were the same age I was in 1996. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um... They did an excellent job of capturing that, like that time frame. So everything from the music that is played to the sentiments to like you know still having to deal with landline telephones <laughs> when you're talking to like someone you're interested in or dating or whatever, um, and and it's just a really nice kind of coming of age story with heart, you know? So it's like, it's funny because you can look at it or at least I can and I get all the references 
more on the references in a second, <laughs> but I get all those references. Plus I get those, like the songs from that era. Yeah. And I'm like, I know the words to every one of these <laughs> songs that's on the soundtrack. Uh, and it was really fun. I mean, you're, and, you're getting a little teary eyed, I think. <laughs> well, it, it's not teary eyed, but, no, it, but I did find myself singing along to like Wonder Wall by Oasis. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I do remember like when, um, that was was a big deal. Good, Goodbye Morning Glory or whatever, when that album came out, so many hits on that album. Yeah. And like Oasis became bigger than the Beatles, like literally in the rec- in the number of records they sold right off the bat. Yeah. And of course the rest is history, but <laughs> what happened Oasis and the Gallagher good brothers. Good but, old Oasis. Yeah. But anyway, so it was, it was, it was really nice. I will say though, um, I was really excited about the show. And then as I went through, there are some moments of weakness. I don't want to turn this into a big, you know, uh, dissection of the show, but just some moments that didn't really elevate it to like, you know, one of my favorite shows of all time or anything okay. like that. But, but I do think that it was really effectively done. And, um, I smiled. I had my, I found myself smiling quite a bit during the show. <laughs> oh, it was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would say that like the weakness of the West Wing for me was just like, if you're not into politics, you're not going to be into this show. Like it's a lot of big words. You're like, oh, who's the whip? Who's the majority whip? And who's I'm the sure. like, you're like, what does they do? <laughs> what, so, what was that civics 101 class about yeah, again? Exactly. You need to, uh, you need to be into politics to like the show. But even if you're like vaguely into politics, which I, I am, um, I, I think it does a pretty good job of, of portraying portraying them accurately and inter- in, a, in an interesting way, too, because politics can be dry. So, so I, and I haven't also seen any other episodes, nor have you, but um, it reminds me of some of the, the discussions about um, House of Cards. So, for example, people were really – I've also seen basically at this point now, I think, all of House of Cards. I saw the – I saw three seasons of it, and then I uh, I kind of I kind of fell off. I thought the first two seasons were fantastic. The third season was okay, and then I just didn't even want to watch the fourth season. See, but so. so in this, I think this is a indi- indicative of a larger trend, or like what people say about the show. And and one of the things that's like you're either really into the intrigue, right? Because all this kind of shady stuff yeah, is happening, like all the stuff with the prostitute and stuff, right? You're like, yeah, oh. like there's all this stuff happening. But the other perspective um, that I've heard is like. Who are the redeemable characters? Like, who are you actually cheering for well, in the show, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and if you it's, find it's, yourself- It's always hard. And you know what? That question comes up a lot with uh, another show, Breaking Bad, which we can get into later. But sure. like, are you rooting for this guy? Because he's a horrible person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he's also the main character. So like, you kind of, because you see everything through his perspective, you're like- Oh, like I guess like you're kind of rooting for him. <laughs> See, but and and I guess that's where you know you can draw the line between like a true anti-hero versus like a morally ambiguous. Yeah. He, or or someone that just doesn't have any redeeming qualities. Like, do you really want to cheer for this guy to just you know pursue power at all costs? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like maybe some people do. Maybe some people are into that. It makes for a good usually like antagonist. Yeah. Right, rather yeah. than a protagonist, um, so maybe that's the interest, the intrigue for some of those shows. Yeah, um, yeah, break, uh, not Breaking Bad, uh, House of Cards. It was good while it lasted. Uh, you know, Kevin Spacey is a horrible person. Uh, can, that's true. Can I can I circle back because I did allude to the fact that I wanted to talk about the um, the references in Everything Sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, a sure. little bit. Go ahead. One of the things that almost like at first it was really charming. But within the first season of this show, the writers managed to, like, kind of squeeze in every, like, like phrase from the 1990s <laughs> as well. So, like, saying, like, cool beans, 
Like that was a thing. Oh man. And I, I, it was kind of cringeworthy <laughs> as I was watching it, but it was, it was funny because I'm like, oh yeah, people actually did say that stuff, right? <laughs> uh, or, you know, always like, oh, what was the other? See you later, alligator. No, that, it that's, that's, that's yeah, like no. Kid. <laughs> like that would, that's just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's an older phrase, but, but something like very specific to the 1990s, like cool beans or like, I don't know. I can't. I can't even remember. I can't I talk on the phone right now. It's a dial-up. We have dial-up internet. <laughs> well, th- there were moments in like classic moments where like the daughter says, or uh, sorry, the dad is like, um, "Oh, I'm gonna take this call, you know, in my bedroom. Can you hang this up later?" And of course, the daughter eavesdrops on the oh, call. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure, dad. Click. Like you just make a click sound like on the table, so it, it sounds like the phone hung up, but someone's really on the other end. Then you have to cover the the <laughs> monitor so you, so they don't hear you breathing into the phone. Like kind of ridiculous things like that, but that's, that's that sounds. I actually I'm intrigued by that show. I'd like to. those of us that lived through those days. You will certainly find like really kind of charming um, moments in the in the film. Okay, cool. Um, one other thing. So I don't want to turn this into oh, an no. everything sucks show, but one other thing that's really interesting is like unlike. Uh, kind of nostalgia shows, like nostalgia shows that give yeah, you... Yeah, it, it's, it, it's trying to get you to watch it be- based off of nostalgia. That's what Stranger Things is to me. It is, but at the same time, like, I guess Stranger Things... Well, like, I don't have nostalgia for the 80s, but, like, that's what it's playing on, right, is people's nostalgia. It is, but but I guess what I'm saying is, like, when you do for those kind of, like, time period pieces or whatever, um, they usually have those kind of tropes. Like, there are all the the kind of clicks, right? There's like the drama kids and the, yeah, and the AV yeah. kids and the jocks, right? Oh, yeah. The thing about this one is that there are no jocks. <laughs> the show centers on basically the drama club who are like the bad guys, which is kind of funny, right? Being part of the drama club in high school, I can tell you that they are the bad guys. <laughs> but I mean, so what they do is they, they they pull out the kind of, exactly that, they pull out those kind of like exaggerated, melodramatic moments of the drama club versus like the nerds in the AV club. <laughs> Which but, I was also a part of. <laughs> oh, but, but see, like I think you would really like the show. So I'll make this an unofficial recommendation to kind of bookend this conversation to say that like, you should check out Everything Sucks. Uh, I, I definitely will. It definitely piqued my interest. So, right. uh, should we move on to... Let's, let's move on. So, television. We're going to continue on our conversation of television. Yeah. We're, and, and this, is, this was hard. This, is, this next part was hard. We, we picked our top three TV shows. We should clarify that right away. Yeah, yeah. We should say three, TV, three influential TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Because as both of us discussed before we got on the air today... Um, it's really it's, hard. It's really difficult. To, like if so, listeners out there, you think about like, okay, give me your top three television shows of all time, and you have to stick with those claims and defend them, you know, to your grave. Yep. Like I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I maybe you can, dear listener, <laughs> but I cannot. So uh, do we? Do we start with number three? Uh, yeah, and in fact, I didn't even rank order mine. I, I just I, chose three. Three, two, and three are interchangeable for me, but I definitely have a favorite television show. I okay. have a number one, and that is my favorite show. Okay, um, and I'll, I'll do. I'll get to that one last. But uh, do you tell me your? Tell, let's start with sure. You. Okay, so I'll just go. Okay, fine. I think I can do a real quick rank order, and in no particular. Did you just? You want to tell me all three of them right now? I don't want to. Uh, let's just do one at a time. Uh, let's do one at a time. <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to start with a classic. Um, I'm going to start with Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. 
Uh, so that's fun because you, I recommended Jonah Radio, the podcast, and Jonah Ray is now hosting the like reboot of Mystery Science. Theater. He is, and perhaps this is why it was in my mind when I was thinking about you know favorite shows. But as I thought back, like through you know through college, through but especially in high school, mm-hmm. uh, again to those same group of friends that I've been hanging out with for years and who you know continue to listen to and support this podcast. Thank you. I mean the nod, <laughs> the nod to them is like we will still get together and drop references from Mystery Science Theater episodes, right? Because we had really fond memories of watching Mystery Science Theater, um, laughing at the jokes, not understanding some of the references that were (laughs) dropped. Like, it doesn't matter who the host was, but um, all of that stuff. In fact, I'll just give you one other quick kind of connection to the show. So uh, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, and um, the show or the show's creator actually got his start in Wisconsin. So I think it was either at UW-Madison or UW-Stout, University of Wisconsin-Stout. Um, and in fact, the show continued to be filmed in Hopkins, I believe, Minnesota. So it's, it's kind of real close, it's, right? It's, it's, it's in your neck of the woods. It's definitely in the neck of the woods. And it used to air, right, on kind of like, uh, I guess what we would kind of refer to as basic cable, right, at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it did. So we could watch it, you know, on a consistent basis. And I was very pleased when I moved to Reno, Nevada, where I am now, to see that they still show old reruns <laughs> on free-to-air television, like, on the weekends. Yeah, so, like, at yeah. Sunday, I could just sit down, I could just put it on, and, like, just kind of tune in or be doing other things, but still get enjoyment out of the show. I So I'm too young to for Mystery Science. Not the new one. Not no, the reboot. True. I, I, and I have watched that, um, and I enjoy it. It's not like, but I, I, you know, I think what's cool about television is that what I like about it, and like what I like about movies, and I guess music and all media, is that like it's a shared experience. I like having a shared experience. I like like this podcast is so fun for me because like we get to talk about things and be like, oh my god, did you see that? Like, wasn't that crazy? Or like, did wasn't that terrible? Or whatever. Um, and I think that that's like any media, right? Has that kind of. But I think television is fun because it's like weekly, or like at least it used to be. It's not really anymore. And also it's so saturated, it's hard to find people that are like, did you, like, because, you know, back in the day, it was like, did you watch the new episode of uh, Seinfeld or whatever? But right. now that's not necessarily the case. Although um, Game of Thrones is a really fun way to do I, I've noticed I don't actually like actively watch it or keep up with Game of Thrones. Um, but it's fun. Like every week it comes out and like I see everyone online is like, did you see the... The, yeah. the the frost people yeah winter is coming <laughs> winter, winter is, is coming yeah um and so that's like really fun um and uh i think that like i i missed out on kind of an era where that was more prevalent because mystery science so theater is like you watch it with your friends and like every week you could talk about like the funny thing that they said about the bad old sci-fi movie well <laughs> and and to your point like that was a big part of it is that you know, it was a weekly thing. So like the, this, the way that television was scheduled was like you either had to be together with your friends watching it or you had to watch it and then talk about it with your friends. But it was very much like on a standardized kind yeah, of consumption like Everyone schedule. watched the same episode last night and now right. we can talk about it. Right. Like so as the new season was airing or whatever, they and all now, just come all, out in a now, Yeah. Now it's just like here's the first season all released on the same day. <laughs> right. Right. And I guess we should say we should have done this first and we can do this for the subsequent television shows. But just in case you have not seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, the show is basically um, follows 
uh, a, a person who is trapped or has been taken kind of hostage by this evil person and forced to watch really bad movies. <laughs> and so the way that the this, this person, so there's been three kind of hosts over the years, um, the way that he copes with it is he's built robot friends to watch the movies with him. So they sit around, they watch horrible movies and make fun of them as they're airing and that's that's the whole thing it's just it's basically that's just it. like riffing on like really bad it's, it used to i mean like and the reason it's like science is because like they're mostly sci-fi movies yeah lots of like really bad you know monster movies yeah and, yeah uh, monster sci-fi movies. You know, and and you see movies. their heads like the outline of their heads on the bottom of the screen yeah this, and like like they're in like a movie theater and they're always like pointing up at it like oh my god <laughs> yes man okay and before we get off on too many tangents on that <laughs> i think we should move to your first selection for um tv show all right it was hard it's 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 hard um but i think yeah like my number three or my number two like my number like i said my number two and my number three are basically the same like in terms of enjoyment but uh breaking bad okay interesting coming yeah. in at number three all right yeah breaking um and i think it was it's one of the only television shows that i have ever on a weekly basis been like i'm gonna sit down and watch this like my dad and i watched it together and like every week we'd be like okay it's like i think it's saturday nights it came out or something or thursday nights like it's breaking bad night like we got ready and like i like would finish my homework early and like get ready for bed and like we would watch breaking bad and uh i was i think i was a junior or a senior in high school when it ended i could be wrong about that but it maybe, was it was like maybe. 2000 maybe i was younger than that but um I don't think so because it was, I think it. I think the final season was uh, as late as like 2015. No, I don't. I don't think it was that late. I think because I think it ended while I was still in graduate school. So I think it and it must have ended between 2010 2014. Okay, I was so I was younger. So, but um, yeah, I, I graduated in like 2013. <laughs> we don't have to figure this out on air. But I will say, uh, just by way of doing this, I'll just jump in here so we can kind of consolidate yeah. this. Breaking Bad is on my list. Also, Breaking Bad is great. I think it's it's so good. I think it's probably <laughs> now there's there are some divisions out there between people that think, you know, either Breaking Bad, some people at one point like Mad Men was the top of television. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think that as a as a whole th- there's also another one out there that we can talk about too, but like The Wire, like the wire, pe- yeah. people love The Wire exactly. I um, think Breaking Bad is that one of those shows that like everyone can agree is like amazing. I'm I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure, and, and and I don't know if. Well, that's... let us know. We'll put up a we'll put up a poll. Who doesn't like Breaking Bad? I okay. <laughs> we you yeah, man, we could do a deep dive on Breaking Bad because um, there is actually. So I've heard people that that just it didn't interest them for whatever reason. Yeah, and or maybe they haven't seen it yet. They just don't. Maybe they just haven't given it a chance. Yeah, that's, but yeah. but excluding those people, there is also, and let me talk to you about this right now. There is one episode that the fly. is exactly. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with that. That is, <laughs> it's the most divisive episode in the entire series. Yeah, you either love that episode or you think like that stands out as being like what happened in that episode, um, right? So here's my take on it. And I don't think we're gonna spoil anything, even it's, if you haven't seen it. The whole episode is like from the perspective of a, or like not from the perspective, but like some of it is. Uh, it's just a fly is in their lab, and they're dealing with it. <laughs> That's it, and they're cleaning the lab. They're, they're trying to get it. it out because they have to maintain a, a, a kind of clean laboratory. Yeah, because they're making drugs. <laughs> yes, got to yeah. make sure it was clean drugs. Yes. Um, I have no problem with it. It wasn't my favorite episode, but I thought it was cool and interesting. 
<laughs> I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I, I think I'm in the middle. <laughs> it's so funny because it, I, and here's why I think it stands I, out. I think it built character between the two main characters that's, in a really good way. That's the argument for the episode. The argument for the episode is no, amid all this other chaos, right? Because every other episode, something's Someone big. Someone gets happens. murdered or like Some, yeah, something, something big, horrible happen. thing happens. Like, like the story progresses with some sort of major event, yes, right? Or yes. leading up to a major event at every episode. Yeah. And then in the middle of all this, over what, five seasons? Five, five seasons, seasons, yeah. Over five seasons, there's one episode where it is incredibly like introspect, not introspective, but you just, it it just focuses intently on the relationship between uh, Walter White and Jesse. Yeah. This, the, the kid that's working for him, basically. Yeah. And so for people that don't know what Breaking Bad is, which is like, yeah, would be crazy to me. It's about we, a guy who gets cancer and then uh, to pay for it, he starts making drugs and then uh, is a chemistry teacher. He's a chemistry teacher. And then he basically throughout the series, from my perspective, just turns into the devil. He turns into the worst person he could possibly be. And he just he loses his humanity completely and just becomes a horrible, horrible person who brings death. Like along with him and sadness, and he rips his family apart, and he, he, I mean, he destroys this young guy's life. Um, but it's done in a really, really interesting way, where you're kind of rooting for him the whole time. The, okay, and as you were saying that, I was gonna say yes, but you're rooting for and, him. But but it, here's the thing that makes that show so good in my mind. As we were talking about earlier, there is kind of classic hero, classic anti-hero, right? Mm -hmm. But but Walter White goes down, I think, in history as one of the most debatable characters. He's right? amazing. He's amazing. Because the show does an excellent job at kind of highlighting the moral ambiguity that's going on. But to your point, there are moments in the show, there are very clear moments in the development of the character of Walter White where you think like, that's a major change. Yeah, right? yeah, you see, the, you there, see there, there's the switch, the it, change. Exactly. There's the, I mean, the one that everyone says is his, like, his drug maker name is Heisenberg. And, like, there's a scene where they're like, you see Walter White go from Walter White to Heisenberg, and it's when, there's, there's a scene where he's lying in his basement in, like, a pile of money, and everyone's like, that's the moment. See, and I even went earlier than that. But, and we do not, we're, this I, is not I, yeah. a spoiler sort of thing <laughs> yet, right? Maybe we do another, like I said, a deep dive on Breaking Bad. We could do a deep Bad. dive on I would do that in a heartbeat. Because... But but there are moments in the in the development of the character. But but as it's going on, things just get bigger. Oh yeah, and more people get involved. Yeah, it's like at affected. first it's like oh he has cancer and he's like selling uh, meth, and then it's like oh now he's getting in involved with like the Mexican drug cartel, and then it's like oh my god, gang wars. <laughs> now it's gang wars. It's the DEA. It's, it's the like DEA. It's, it's and just oh his, so... his brother-in-law is the head of the DEA. And it's lives. family. Okay, oh, we're gonna so we're just having a moment right now. Oh. This, it's a, such a good show. Side note: a family friend of mine uh, was engaged to Hank, the guy who played Hank for a while. <laughs> Like the really the, yeah, <laughs> huh. but they didn't get married. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, total side note. Um, yeah. So yeah, and actually, I feel like, and you know, maybe someone from my high school can confirm this, but I'm pretty sure there is some connection, like from who. Anyways, I shouldn't be doing this kind of speculation <laughs> on air, but I'm pretty sure there was somebody that I know, like, or at least in my networks that has worked on Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, or cool. that also worked on Breaking Bad. All right. Well, I th I think we've breaking batted it out too much. 
it's a nice verb. Yeah. So <laughs> do you do you want to tell me your? Well, uh... well, that was my second. So now I've technically oh. done two. So why don't you go so you, again? Okay. So yours was also Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, and I'll just say that if I was going to rank order them, I was going to put Breaking Bad number one because I'm also convinced that just like from a critical standpoint and also an enjoyment standpoint of the on behalf of the viewer. I think Breaking Bad is the best television show that's been made in a long time. Yeah, maybe I, ever. I will. I will go out there and say it's the best television show I've seen. Yeah, it's it's good. It's now, really good. <laughs> as as maybe we, we talked about a little bit earlier, like uh, there are still some shows I have not seen, and like we said, there like it's kind of it's, it's lame seen. to just say, oh, you haven't waste you haven't spent you know seventy two well, hours of your life watching I, this show. I, I think we can bring up here as a little bit of an aside, like. I'm not a good television watcher. Like, I'm not good at watching television. I will... The way I watch television is... I mean, the last show I watched was West Wing, and that was, like, earlier in the week. And before that was probably... It's been, like, a month since I watched television. I don't watch... I watch movies. I don't... I like I like a beginning, middle, and end. I like that. I don't like having to, like, every week, like, wait for the next episode or wait for the next episode. And it, it, it gets kind of draining for me. Um, and so I, like... I go through, like, like spurts of watching a television show and then I won't watch it. Like, I'll watch an episode every night for two weeks and finish, a, like, two seasons or three seasons of it. And then I won't watch t- TV for months. And so, that's why I don't start new new shows. It's because it's a commitment. It's a commitment. It really is. And actually, we, like, uh, for example, my wife and I have done that. We we watch, like, some friends rep- recommend a show and we say, we get, like, an episode, maybe two episodes in, and we're like, let's not stick with this, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or okay, this is interesting enough for us. Like, let's continue with the thing. But let's let's kind of riff on just this kind of general TV topic yeah, in the yeah. middle of our lists here yeah. anyways. Yeah. Because um, certainly Netflix has changed the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Netflix and now, you know, Hulu and Amazon and everyone. All else. the streaming services. And particularly because of the stuff we were talking about earlier, where you can now binge watch, right? And so people I will- I am not a binge watcher, but- But here's the thing. We actually still know that- like you and I are not necessarily normal. <laughs> Wait a second. I th- just, period. I th- full stop. There. No? I think I think people could would agree with that. I'm not a normal. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so the average, for example, the average American consumer. Yeah, this is last week, but yeah, s- still watches. Oh, did I mention this last week? Yeah, eight hours. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. approximately eight hours of television per day. Yeah, I'm still kind of blinded by our like uh, soapbox rage from last week, but yeah, I do remember bringing that up. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, I don't have to talk about that anymore. But I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I I don't have patience. I don't have patience for movies, or I don't have patience for television anymore. I I also have problems usually with the 45 minute length episodes or hour long length episodes. I prefer 20 minutes usually. I think that's you know. It's not, so much more digestible. Not to go back again, but. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. That, so good. But it does not suck. It does not suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 20 minutes is way more digestible. Okay, I, uh, taking 45 minutes out of my day, I'm basically taking an hour out of my day. Taking 20 minutes out of my day, I can also make my lunch and brush my teeth in that time. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that because not on my list as well. This is a fun tangent. I'm having fun. But uh, the other show that would have been eligible for me here is that so my wife and I uh on the recommendation of my friend Luke so Luke if you're out there hat tip to you thanks Luke. he recommended Shameless with William H Macy and so we I've heard a lot about this show gr- it's a great show I we really like it but it's exactly what you're talking it's about a commitment. it's like a 55 minute episode and so we're only at this point we're not even through season one yeah, and we it's started like I'd rather just watch a movie and I'm pretty sure the last time I was home is when my friend Luke uh, recommended that. And that was like, you know, four months ago. <laughs> and like, I'm like only six or seven episodes in, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So 
Anyways. All right. So I'm going to move on to. Let's do it. We so, got. One... That was our television watching habits. Yes. So now the final <laughs> reveal of the third. No, no. I, I have two more to go. I've only said one show. Oops. <laughs> I've only said. Go ahead. Uh, Breaking Bad. All right. Go ahead. Uh, my second show uh, is, and this is hard. This was really hard. It was. It's a tie, but I'm, I'm going to go with one of them. But BoJack Horseman is. is... <laughs> I know it's kind of a weird one, but no, I, that's, that's fine, man. I love BoJack Horseman, and I also it's this, and the reason that this is kind of a tie is because like they're very, very, very similar shows. I think uh, Horace and Pete, which is not a well-known mm, show at all, okay. it's made by Louis C.K. Um, and it was not released on any television. He released it like on his own website. So okay, um, I, and again, he, him and Kevin Spacey are kind of both in the they're now terrible people because you know people in Hollywood are terrible. Well, it's, um, yeah. But we don't need to get into that. Let's separate the artist from the art for yeah. for the purposes of our podcast. For the purposes of like, this, yeah. Let's just not get into yeah, that. Yeah, we right don't need now. to get into that. But um, Horace and Pete is really good. Um, go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's it's very, very, very um, dark, um, which is also why I like BoJack. Um, and it's really, they hit, they have some amazing moments in that show. A lot of really good monologues and stuff. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. But BoJack Horseman, I will say, is probably... A little bit better, in my opinion, because it's a little funnier. It's a little bit more digestible. Um, it's not as sad, which is like crazy, because BoJack Horseman is really sad. Have you seen it? I have. I've not. No, I, I have friends that watch it, but this is another one that that I've only heard about. Okay, so for those who don't know, BoJack Horseman is a cartoon. Uh, it's animated, and it's about a horse. Like a, every animal in the world is basically a human in this show. Like cats and are like a cat is his PR agent, and he's a horse. And his you know his friend uh, his friends are human. He has like human friends, and there's like a director that's a tarantula, uh, Quentin Tarantulino, I think is his name or something like that. Solid. But uh, it, it's so it plays off a lot of animal puns, and it's it's pretty funny. But at the heart of it, it's about uh, basically, Bob Saget is kind of like the character he's play- like he played back in like the '80s or '90s. He was like he was basically he was on the show called Horsin' Around, and uh, now he's like washed up and an alcoholic and a drug addict, and is just like dealing with the fact that he has a lot of money from this show he was on. Um, but he's also realizing that the show he was on was stupid and meaningless, and like he wants to make art, he wants to make good art, but he's also just a horrible self saboteur, and the show gets real dark. Like season the end of season two, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it went there. Like it it goes to some places that like I have not seen other shows go to. Um, Quick side note: Have you ever seen Bob Saget's stand up comedy? It's very vulgar. <laughs> I mean, what you're describing sounds to me like Bob Saget. Yeah, um, like the, the the character of BoJack Horseman is, I think, kind of based off of him. Although I will say, like, also just like a drug addict and like an alcoholic and like Bob Saget could also be those things. I don't know. But um, like it's it's shown throughout the show and it's just showing him basically ruining every any any good relationship. Anything good in his life, he ruins and he ruins in like the most epic, horrible way possible. Um, and so it's on season four now. I actually haven't watched the newest season. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's really sad, but it gets really real. And I think it gets to some really interesting points. Um, and so I really like it. Um Go go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's also twenty minutes, which is nice. Okay, so uh, yep, real I, digestible. I can, I can and I think the seasons that. are only like ten or eleven episodes. So okay, yeah. Um, I like sad things, and it's a sad. As show. you've said before, <laughs> and yeah. again, Horace and Pete is uh, very much along the same line. Although I would say sadder. So okay, yeah, solid. So if you're up in in the mood for some sad television, yeah, go Bo- to Joey. Bo- Bojack's a little funnier, but it's like not a comedy. <laughs> All right, Ben. Okay. Number one. 
Well, the last one on my list, because because my Breaking Bad was my number one. Oh, we so, basically. But the but the the last one on my list, and again, this is quite simply for reasons of kind of like coming of age, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and and say The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. With that being said, I have not watched an episode of The Simpsons <laughs> for at least the past like eight seasons. Wow. Okay. Like yeah. I I just I mean maybe I've seen one here or there. Um, I just remember when the Simpsons came out, uh, it was a, it was a big deal. And in fact, some of, I mean, you know, whatever we can talk, talk to lots of Simpsons fans, but there's sort of like a glory days element yeah, of like yeah. the, I have the a lot early of friends Simpsons. Are, like a lot of friends are going back and rewatching like the glory days. Well, right? and it's particularly because and I've, I can't even remember the exact seasons now, but I think it's like seasons three and four are yeah, like, I think that's what I think you're right. Are just like, you know, like Conan O'Brien was writing at that point. There were like all mm-hmm. these people that were writing the show and it was like this confluence of tremendously talented comedy writers and it all kind of came together. But man, so, so there's that. And I just remember, you know, that was always a topic of conversation um, among like, you know, kids at schools, like, you know, whatever was going on in The Simpsons. And then they really started like marketing products and other things to the point that like, you know, Simpsons video games, Simpsons arcade games. There was a there was a, a musical album, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> of like the Bartman I don't know if you, do you remember Bartman, yeah, like this yeah. whole thing? Um, yo, hey, what's happening, dude? I'm a guy with a rap to being rude, terrorizing people wherever I go. It ain't too, it's not too easy just keeping the flow, fixing test scores <laughs> to get the best scores. So like the fact that I remember the lyrics to the Bartman, I got a little dance and it's easy to do. You can do it, with the, you do it with the music and so can't, or you know. Do it to the music and so can you. Uh, so move your body if you got the motion. Front to back in a rock like motion. Come on, everybody, if you think you can. Do it to the music. That's the Bart Man. So, like, that should tell you a couple things. Number one, um, I was kind of into the show. A little uh, bit. Number two, I was just, rem- like, soaking up a lot of kind of mediated culture at that point and stuff that just s- has stuck with me, you know? It's, it's residual. Yeah, it's, I mean, The Simpsons is hugely influential, I think, like, in American culture, like as a whole, um, I am not like an active Simpsons watcher. I've seen episodes for sure. I enjoy The Simpsons. Um, it I may, and again, maybe it's just because I'm a little bit younger, but I, it never was something that I'd actively watch. Um, but as we were walking down here, we walked by uh, a colleague of yours, uh, and yeah. who's the same. You guys are close in age, roughly the same. I guess, I, yeah, yeah, roughly the same. So and, and we were like. Professor Patrick Fryle. Patrick Fryle, yes. Hey, shout out Patrick. <laughs> um, and we were like, hey, we're going to go record our television episode. And he's like, my favorite television show is The Simpsons. I could yeah. watch it a million times over. <laughs> and I will say that, so even between myself and Patrick, like we will drop, a, actually I should say Patrick will drop a Simpsons <laughs> reference and like I'll get it every now and then. But he's he's also like a huge fan. I remember going to like the comic book convention like in Chicago and they had... Um, like a like a kind of a uh, like a wheel of fortune type game at one of the booths. I don't know if it was for which comic company had it, but what they did is they they did this big like prize giveaway. But in order to win the prizes, you had to answer Simpsons trivia questions. Oh yeah. And so like you know it was like what was the name of Homer's elephant, <laughs> right? What was the name of uh, the the rat on the monorail, right? And I, <laughs> I still remember those things, right? So like it was Stampy and Bitey. So it's not itchy and scratchy. Well, no, that's the show. That's, uh, yeah, you, you, yeah no, but but like, yeah. So, anyways, The Simpsons, big one for me. Yeah. All right. How about your final one? My final one uh, is it's Firefly. 
I don't know. Typical. Yeah. A classic me, right? <laughs> Firefly was, uh, it's a space western. Uh, it's just it's just cowboys in space. It's great. Well, no, cowboys in space is actually a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Or is it space cowboys? I think it's with space Bruce cowboys. W- Bruce Willis. Maybe. I think so. Isn't that cowboys or Billy Z- Bob Billy Bob Thornton? Isn't that cowboys versus aliens? We're gonna look this up later. Yeah, because we'll I'm pretty it sure it's. <laughs> we'll look it up. Anyway, uh, Firefly is awesome. Um, so hold huge on. Huge cult following. So let me ask you this, because. Other people have said this to me before. They're like, Firefly is the best. And I know that Firefly has really a huge, is. it has a huge like cult following, right? Uh, yeah, and I'm, I am definitely part of that cult. <laughs> okay, so my question is, when you describe this as a space Western, what are the, I get the space part, right? But like, like they're what, on a spaceship. But what are the Western elements that are also in the show? They like literally wrangle like cows and horses in a couple episodes. <laughs> like space cows? No, no, just normal cows. Just normal cows, like on other planets or yeah, what? Yeah, because all these outer rim planets are like horribly poor and they're basically just like shanty towns and they just go to them and like they're like smuggling stuff for them or whatever. Um, it's just, it's, it's kind of like Robin Hood in a way. They're like fighting the man the whole time. Um, okay, so explain the shit. Give me the context. Give me like the premise of the show. There was a war. Between the brown coats and like the the government, <laughs> and okay. the brown coats were like the rebels, and they lost. Um, and the government is like the central planets, and they don't treat the outer rim planets very well. They don't, you know they it's really hard to get food and medicine and really anything on the outer rim planets. Um, but they are expected to pay high taxes and provide the inner planets with all of this like lush, lavish lifestyle. They go to the inner planets in, like one or two episodes. It's it only lasted one season. Um, which I think is also kind of why it has a cult following. People are like, yeah. all I want in my life is the second season of Firefly. Every day I wake up and I'm like, someone's going to buy the rights to Firefly and make a second season. And I just, I want it to happen. I I really do. I, I love it so much. It, the characters are so good. But anyway, I'm getting off track. <laughs> so wait a second. So what is the, so this is the, that's so the, the world that they're in. Yeah. So okay. this, this band of, this band of brown coats, or at least the the leader, Malcolm Reynolds, uh, is was a brown coat during the war, and now the war is over. They have lost. He's been beaten down. It's really interesting. In the first episode, like it is like them in the war, and you see him with like a cross, and he like kisses it, and then he goes into battle, and then like they lose and they get captured or whatever. And then it's like t- 15 years later after the war, and he's you know like released from prison or whatever. Um, and he's like just a lot of the show is actually talking about how he's not religious anymore. Like they bring a preacher on board at one point. Uh, not, not at one point. He's one of the main characters as the preacher, but and he's like, I don't believe in God anymore. Like and so he's kind of he's lost a lot. This war has really wrecked him, and he just becomes like a, a smuggler. He be, he's Han Solo essentially. Okay. Um, but he has this team of like Zoe is like his first mate who was in the war with him, and then like um, Wash is her husband, and she and he's the pilot, and he's like really funny and like fun, and Kaylee's like this like adorable like girl but she's also like a really good mechanic and is the only reason they can get away from situations because she can like make the hyperdrive work faster okay this this is all very good detail but let me get so you, you, <laughs> there's only there's only, there's only one <laughs> so there's one season is it like self-contained or yeah. does it leave you at the end don't ruin anything for I me because i if it's since it's only one season I'm, i'll probably go watch it at yes, some point you need to watch it so but good. the point the point is does it does it resolve at the end and then you're like oh okay or does it leave you with like wait it there's does. more so it does not resolve at the end of this at, at the end of the season, but okay. they made a movie. They made a movie, right? I they was made a movie. Say, there's and it's it's hotly debated if like the movie should be canon or not. Um, it's jo- it's made by Joss Whedon. If you know anything about Joss Whedon, he loves to kill people, and so like in the movie, you're just like, oh no, all of the characters are dying. Um, I won't say who dies or whatever, but so 
Um, the, but the movie is also called Firefly. No, the movie is called Serenity, which Serenity, is the name of right. the, the name the of the ship, ship that they're that's on. Right. Um, Firefly is the class of the ship. Okay, <laughs> and then I just have to ask one more question because what is the relationship between Firefly and Ga- Battlestar Galactica? Is there any? No, they're not in the same universe. No, thing, okay. Because no. I just rem- I, I feel like there's like in the Venn diagram of fandom, I feel like a lot of people who are really into Battlestar Galactica also were into Firefly. Well, what I think is it's it's used. Sci-fi. It's like it's used space. It's like Star Wars, right? It's like it's old. It's gritty. Like stuff is breaking. Like Battlestar Galactica. Like they pick up like a landline phone to call someone on the other side of the ship, right? I also love mm-hmm. Battlestar. Okay. Uh, I have not finished it because it's nine seasons, twenty-five episodes a season. Every episode is an hour. Yeah. It's impossible to finish that show. Yeah, too much. <laughs> but um, yeah. Those the, Firefly is amazing. Uh, clearly, you can tell how much I love it. I, I'll try to hold on. I'll back off a little bit. But <laughs> if you like westerns and you like space it's it truly it's this team working together and they're in great situations all the time the 12 episodes every episode is like a movie it's amazing they get into these insane situations um yeah just it's great i don't know i love it i I, I, i'm hot take i think i like it more than star wars and i love star wars hot take (laughs) so is this um this was like early 2000s is that right it was 2002 yeah and it was on fox and yeah. they canceled after one That's season. That's right. That sounds about right. I'm real upset about it. Okay. But because um, I think I remember first, well, I first heard about it. I remember when it came out. But then I think it must have been 2003, 2004 when I finally started encountering like fans of Firefly. Well, and here's another reason that it's my number one. Obviously, I love it. I have watched the first season of the only season of Firefly probably seven times. I can I can rewatch it. Well, but and still get enjoyment. But the thing is, like, there are things that like. Like, I would not want to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad. It's kind of a lot. But, like, I can, and I love Breaking Bad, but I can go back and rewatch Firefly. And maybe it's because it's less episodes. But, like, I think that's something that you can revisit anytime it's on the television. I can watch it. It speaks, te- like, you know, it's, that says a lot, right? Yeah, it has kind of staying power, power or um, revisiting power or whatever. Like, yeah. 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 So, okay. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to give me some honorable mentions really quick? I, we, I know it was really hard to narrow Gosh, this down. You know, okay, well, I'll just say this. Like, as I was thinking about just influential stuff in my life, I mean, could I just encapsulate, like, all Saturday morning 80s cartoons, like, <laughs> yeah. in, into one and just say, I mean, I'll just do, a, a like, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Uh, it was uh, Silverhawks. It was MASH, Thundercats. I mean, all of those shows, G.I. Joe to some degree, although not so much. There was a show called Cops that I really got into. Um, man, just... Those shows were were so cool to me, um, and I really liked them. Another one that I I was gonna do is somewhere in there, I really wanted to pull out like um like early kind of sketch comedy shows. Oh but like, yeah, but whose but, line is it anyways? I love that show. Well, it's not sketch comedy. Yeah, no, not that. <laughs> that, that <laughs> but but, but that's I mean, great. But like so like MTV when they when they were finally like moving away from music and into other oh, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. they started doing shows like uh, there was something called Liquid Television, which actually oh, this is not I on my list. I think but, I do know what but that like is. But like Aeon Flux, like um, Violator or Spawn, like was actually on there. Beavis and Butthead was the yeah, big one that yeah. spun off. You but, ever seen the Dana Carvey show? So Dana Carvey was one that was on Fox, also a short-lived kind of one-season yeah, thing. Yeah, one season. But the other one that I was re- that almost made the list was like if I had to choose one of those shows, which one would it be? And I continue to go back to a show called The State. Have I, you ever no. heard of this show? No. The State is so good, and actually, right up there, I would put 
Mr. Show with Bob oh, and David. Oh, Mr. Show. Yes. I mean, though, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are, are so funny. And, and and this really gets into, and if you look at like really two thirds of my, my list, I, I have, I, the way I watch TV is like for television, I kind of set that aside, not necessarily for like seriousness. I mean, I, I've watched serious television shows, yeah. but they don't often hold up to like a really good movie. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, it's just, that's just me, you know? And I, I recognize that like right now or what starting probably at this point, maybe five to seven years ago, people were saying it's like now the golden age, a new golden age of television yeah. because people have like- The Walking Dead. I mean, exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, Game, of, Game Thrones, of Thrones. Like think of all the bigs yeah. that people are talking about. Um, you're able to do more because people are now able to do like a 10 hour long series you know westworld well, I think every episode of game of thrones is like the budget of a movie yeah exactly <laughs> and it's it's huge right and i watch game of thrones not on my list yeah, you know i watch some of it <laughs> because i still like that idea like I'll, I'll still share like certain skits from you know the state or mr show with with people that haven't seen it and they're like oh i know that guy or like i know that 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 girl like she's on this other show now, show now right yeah but they all moved on to bigger you, and better things you go back and look at that and there's so much talent there and like yeah. just ridiculous but I, I will say also that the state for 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 sure was very much a 1990s like you look at it <laughs> and you're like those people are living in the 90s yeah but just hilarious stuff uh i'm just gonna read off a quick like almost made it on my list do but it didn't. that's what uh, i did the yeah. fargo television show Ah, it's okay. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, with Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. And Keen Ke Peel are in it. I haven't seen the second season. Each season is self-contained, which is really great. I love that format. Is that like an A&E? Uh, maybe, or yeah, Air? Stars or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, very good. Um, uh, Horse and Pete, which I already mentioned. Uh, Master of None, I really like. You said you were kind of lukewarm on it. Meh. Um, Scrubs. Great. Come on. We didn't even... No. Get out of... You no. Know. No, really. Sitcoms, I, uh, <laughs> both both Scrubs and also Seinfeld. I love them. So okay, Seinfeld did not make my list because I, I like just for whatever reason I didn't get into it. But oh my gosh, how did I How did I leave off Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh my god! Like how did I leave off? That Curb should be on my list. <laughs> oh, I, so I'm also I in the camp. About Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm also in the camp that so good. I'm also in the camp that that um, I liked. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I was it was so much easier for me to get into Curb Your Enthusiasm than it was for me to get into Seinfeld. I love them both. I love them both. I mean... Um, Scrubs, I love... Um, I'm not, like, a big on, like, most other... Like, I don't like How I Met Your Mother. I'm not really that big into Friends. Um, no. For whatever reason, Scrubs really got me. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I like mean, Scrubs. People did like Scrubs. I just never... Uh, it, yeah. it's always, it was always sweet. The ending of it, like, every who's episode... The guy? Was, like, who's, sweet. who's the guy? Who's the guy? I don't know what his What's name is. What's that guy's name? I don't know what his name is. He's uh, not... Oh man! I, yeah, I don't Zach know. something or yeah, Zach, not Zach Efron. <laughs> uh, no, okay, we're gonna stop. Zach Braff. Braff, that's right. Yeah, I like Zach, Zach Braff. Braff. Um, so Scrubs, uh, Arrested Development. Oh, Arrested exactly. Development was so close right? to making my list. I mean, Arrested Development is genius. It, it's yeah, that's Ron Howard, my boy. You did it with that show. I don't know about your other know. movies, but that one is great. Yeah, and or not movie, but you know, television. Um, The Office was really influential. Um, for me as a kid, that like was really. Like when I was growing up, that was like the show that like my family watched. Um, I did not watch the like last like three or four seasons because it kind of got old. But uh, see, and that's why I left certain shows off. Like I, I feel like there are some shows like The Office that started really strong, and then I just stopped. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, I I could probably classify The Simpsons. I mean, in even that. Scrubs. I never I never right? finished like, Scrubs. No, um, like, but I still love it. Um, 
Battlestar Galactica is right. great. It's very similar to Firefly. I think Firefly is better. Battlestar Galactica is too long. Uh, it's still a good show. It's just a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my last, my last, almost made it on my list, which genuinely is one of, still to this day, one of the most influential shows in my life, really, is SpongeBob. I grew up with SpongeBob. Everyone I talk to makes SpongeBob references. It's like, I don't know, like, I, I love SpongeBob. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it was my childhood. I mean, I'm not going to say it's like the most amazing genius thing out there, but SpongeBob influenced everybody around me, including myself. There is not a single person I could talk to today that wouldn't get a reference that I made from SpongeBob. SpongeBob was pretty solid when it came out. Like I, I remember that coming out. Lots of animated shows, right? Yeah, like yeah. that that for me, it, it wasn't like it influenced everybody else around me, but for some reason I was huge into Animaniacs. Oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah. loved that show. Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> Dexter's Lab is cool. I love I just loved Dexter's Laboratory. Like yeah. uh, probably somewhere I still have like VHS I watched, tapes. I of, have you know yeah. early Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. So uh SpongeBob is big for me. Um Nice. Well, should we do some emergent culture? Yeah, let's let's watch. We're gonna watch a trailer now. All right, we're back. We are back. We have just watched uh, a trailer for an upcoming HBO series called barry yeah barry starring uh starring bill Hader, henry winkler <laughs> yep and some other familiar faces yeah for sure it uh, looks interesting so it looks like um if i'm uh watching the trailer correctly it looks like barry played by B- bill Hader, is a uh, a hitman yeah he's a hitman like a professional killer uh but he then attends an improv acting class <laughs> yeah and people tell him he's really good at it and he should do it so it looks like he's trying to like bridge both these worlds of like pursuing his acting talents while also being a professional hitman <laughs> yeah it, it looked it looked pretty funny yeah so it seems kind of like an absurd comedy but uh it looks like it has potential I bill guess. Hader looks really like he's playing a different character than he normally plays yeah de- i mean definitely yeah. professional killer would yeah be not you know <laughs> it looked it looks good i think it looks fun yeah. um it who knows it could I, be boring i really yeah it's kind of funny because like I really don't have like a hot take about the trailer. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, sure. That's a trailer. But I think that's also kind of representative of how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, I guess it depends on how long the episodes are, how much that's investment true, yeah. we have to put in to watch this thing. But it looks entertaining. It looks, yeah, it does. I don't know if I'll watch it. I, it's got some gunplay and some comedy, yeah. which are two things that I appreciate yeah, in, yeah. In, in movies or television or whatever. Yeah. Well... So. A hard maybe. Yeah, sure. Hard maybe. We don't have a lot to say about that one. Um, we normally have more to say, but it's okay. Uh, ben. Yes. It's time for that time of the show. Time it's... for that time of the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're both going to recommend something this week. We are. We're moving on. Moving on to a an entirely new medium. A new medium, everybody. Music. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do we? how long do we want to leave <laughs> the, that suspense? The long yeah. pause. I That's right. So, yes, we are finally going to get into some music for next week. So what we thought we would do is we'd treat next week's episode as more of a general music Yeah, we're going to talk about episode. music. Yeah. Uh, kind of so, like this one with television. Yeah. We're going to so, start getting to more specific. What we want to do is we want to cover the basics. We want to cover music, television, movies, uh, maybe books. We'll see. I mean, we want to cover the broad topics and then get more specific. We're mapping out territory right now. And then we're going to just get more specific within those territories. But we were like, hey, 
we got to do a music episode. Yeah, 100%. So, um, so I've got a recommendation for you. So I will recommend an album to you. Yeah. And then you will do the same for me. We'll come back. We talk about those. And then we jump into our, our regular discussion. So. Yeah. And I, I want to, I I'm, I'm going to say this in the next episode too, but I am not an evolved music listener like you are. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't even think I'm an evolved music listener. It's just that I, I, I consistently find myself listening to a lot of music. Yeah. I, that makes I, sense. I, I listen to music much more passively than I think you do. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Okay. Um, so I'm going to recommend to you a band called Jets to Brazil. Jets to Brazil. Jets to Brazil. And the album specifically I want you to listen to is called Orange Rhyming Dictionary. <laughs> okay. That's a very interesting name. So I've never heard of this band. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. What kind of music is it? Uh, I will give you more context and like kind of a broader kind of like genealogy of the band next week. Oh boy. All okay. right. <laughs> There's a longer story to that, but I would okay. just say kind of broadly independent, but like has some really important like punk rock roots. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, the band I'm going to recommend to you is Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And <laughs> <laughs> this sounds fantastic already. And the album is uh, Seven and Mary, or Seven Plus Mary. Seven. Okay. Seven Plus Sign Mary. Yeah, Mary. Um, okay. Yeah, Got and it. they're yeah they're also like indie, a little rocky. So. Okay. Um, and then next week we're going to talk about music. So solid. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. All right, you can. Uh, so still now you can find us on social media. So you can find us at. Well, do you want to? It's mention? residual residual culture podcast uh, on uh, like At, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You'll you'll find it if you search for you us because <laughs> we have different names for different things. Um, you can also email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Um, we'd love to we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any recommendations. Our, our Facebook is also probably the most active, so if you can find us on there, uh, we're always throwing up stuff. Yep. Um, also, I think we're gonna we're gonna hopefully by the time this episode releases, we're gonna have our uh, Patreon going. Uh, That's right. If you do want to support us, so we'll have more details uh, on that when it becomes available. Yeah, but yeah, go and ahead so, and uh, support us. We'll yeah. give you guys extra content if you, if you do. <laughs> and as always, our song comes from People with Bodies. The song is called Finder. Yeah, thank Thanks you guys so much. Uh, all right, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I'm Joey Lovato, and I'm Ben Birkenbein. Get into it. Autumn is a-